Hey, this is Megan from Pennsylvania. Um, happy Halloween month. My question was, do you all have any favorite musicians that have crossed over into the horror genre, um, either directing or acting in horror movies? Um, I know Glenn Danzig just put out a new horror movie. Um, Rob Zombie has many horror movies. David Bowie has acted in horror movies. Meatloaf. Um, I'm sure there are other ones that I'm missing. So the other part of my question is if you can give me any other examples of musicians that have either directed or acted in horror films that I'm maybe missing. And that was it. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Megan. I personally have to admit I never would have thought of this question before, mostly because I never think about this. <laughs> and I think after last episode, I revealed how little I pay attention to music the first time around in movies. So it goes hand in hand that musicians might not necessarily be on my radar. I'm going to stop rambling. Let's start with you, Megan. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to start yeah. with you? Because what if I steal I'm them? Sure. I'm sure. Sh- go right ahead. You probably will. I, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm like, are you sure? Because I, I have a bunch. I can't think of that many, so there's a good chance. Okay, because I, I limited myself even at the huge handful that I have, which is Alice Cooper. I love Alice oh, Cooper. Uh, of Prince course. of Darkness, uh, Suck, Freddy's Dead, Monster Dog. Monster Dog is a, <laughs> isn't necessarily a good movie, but it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> one that we've mentioned before, Henry Rollins. Yep. Beast, sure. Lost Highway, He Never Died, Wrong Turn 2. Uh, Debbie Harry. I don't oh, think. Oh, uh, Videodrome. And uh, Tales from the Dark Side. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then two smaller ones that I feel like don't get mentioned uh, Guitar Wolf. Um, they were in the movie called Wild Zero. I really want Wild Zero to get a proper blue. And uh, Sting dabbled in horror with The Bride. Yeah. I feel like nice. The Bride is a good adaptation that never gets talked about, too. So, nice. yeah. How are you, Zena? Say what you want about Queen of the Dam, but Aaliyah was just such a goddess, okay? And I, I agree. She, she so is much. good, yes, absolutely. Yeah, she yes. was really great in the movie. Also, um, Linkin Park actually performed in that movie as well, which they're just everything. Counts. Count it. Uh, you would also, count, yeah, Linkin R. Park. Chester. Yeah, who was in the Saw 3D. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I was, just, I was thinking about that, too. Also... Buster Rhymes is hilarious in Halloween uh, Resurrected or Resurrection because his karate, how he's just always yelling all the time. I relate on many levels. Um, also, it's never going to translate on a podcast my reaction to you picking Buster Rhymes. He's funny. He makes me laugh. He's very Buster Rhymes beat Mike Myers. <laughs> what? Yeah. All also, right. All right. Um, I recently rewatched Strangeland, so D. Snyder. Um, which he also wrote it. It's like, whoa, you thinking about that stuff. And then also uh, Sony Bono, Troll. I thought about oh, that right. one too. Yeah. yeah, that one makes me laugh so much. It's just so great. Yeah, I would have said LL Cool, or I would have said, I'm going to say LL Cool J for Halloween, not Buster Rhymes, because <laughs> I was more entertained by LL Cool J in H2O than I was by Buster Rhymes in Resurrection. That's what? some deep, uh, deep blue sea erasure. Oh yeah! That's, oh, <laughs> totally forgot about that. I just yeah. rewatched that this weekend. <laughs> Wait, 
Zena, did you say Snoop Dogg and Bones? I was going. Well, uh, he's on my list. I, I was feel going like you've to mention Bones before. I, it's just you know it makes me sad because I feel like that movie could have been something. It could have been yeah. a whole franchise. Like I don't think that people were ready for it back then. I think it's on Tubi right now too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the one and, and uh, David Bowie, The Hunger, which you know David Bowie's already they, mentioned yeah. by yeah. Megan. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Oh, um, I got one. I got one. Got one. It's a good one. Okay. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Oh, wow. Tom Waits is in a few things. But my number one would have been Alice Cooper. Honestly, I didn't think of Alice Cooper at the time, but in hindsight, especially because of just the nature of his horror rock and persona and everything else. And I love the Trash CD. It was one of my favorite CDs growing up. So, yes. Trash. Okay. Great question. Thank you, Megan. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember the trash CD just having Lana said trash. Yeah, me just make, I don't know how it actually goes. But maybe it should have. I want to be a part of the soundtrack or the music, you know? Okay. <laughs> but we'll contact Alice Cooper's people and we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll get them direct on that. All right, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infant love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror, especially because it's October. Yay. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile, too. So, Zena, what's filling your heart this week? Um, before I tell you guys about what I watched, I just also want to tell you what I ate. I went to Starbucks real quick and I had like their little mini bagels. You ever had their little mini bagel bites? Oh my I God. I didn't know they had them. It's I so been great. I Starbucks in a while. It's wonderful. They're like mini bagels. That's it. We like caribou but you coffee don't, in Minnesota. You don't drink coffee, right? I don't. Don't? Oh, okay. Cause I that know... would be amazing. That's going to be a Patreon bonus episode. <laughs> We give Zena an espresso and oh, let her go. No, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I just wanted to know if their apple cider macchiato is good. I think that's what it is. It's like oh. their new fall oh, drink. A... I don't even know how that would work. I don't know, oh. but I want to know, which means I guess I'm going to have to go and get some bagel bites. You need and, to go. This. Yeah, yeah. Get, a, get mini bagel bites. Sponsor a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, first movie I watched uh, that I really enjoyed, Bingo Hell from 2021 on Amazon Amazon Prime. When a sinister figure threatens the residents of a low-income community, a feisty senior citizen tries to stop him. So I told you guys last week that this movie was coming out. It is a part of uh, Welcome to Blumhouse. It's their second season. And um, yeah, it's basically a battle between good and evil. It's full of green slime. And it made me feel like I was watching a movie from the 80s. You know, a lot of fun. It gave me some leprechaun vibes. Yeah. And troll. <laughs> so, Interesting. but yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. And, and I actually love seeing um, senior citizens, you know, in leads. You know, I, I love seeing that. And I noticed that with the director, Chi Chi So Greer, she's just so wonderful. I love her so much. She does that often. And this kind of felt like it's like a love letter to her grandma. You know, or Abuela. It's just really cute. So it made me laugh. Um, it's a good dose of good humor. And it's very bloody and uh, gory. And there's some green goo again. 
and the leading woman who plays the character Lapita, she's just really determined to make sure that her neighborhood stays the same. And she could be a little bit headstrong, but you know, she ends up just being just super awesome. So, but yeah, if you want something that's like lighthearted and funny, I highly recommend checking that one out. Plus it was Richard, a blast to watch. Richard Brake is the main oh bad my gosh, guy yeah. and he's always he's so great. great. His smile <laughs> is insane. Uh, then the second thing I checked out, Phobias. Uh, it came out earlier this year, um, 2021, mm -hmm. on Hulu. Uh, five dangerous patients suffering from extreme phobias at a government testing facility, facility are put to the ultimate test under supervision of a crazed doctor in his quest to weaponize fear. So um, this, this movie has five different directors, and they also wrote it. And Camilla Bell, actually, she directs and um, directed and wrote a segment in it as well. And I have to say about this one, the only thing, I'll, I'll tell you something that I'm, I don't really agree with, but then what I also, what I'm just like, yeah, about. Okay. <laughs> I don't really agree with the title because okay. it felt more traumatic and it's not what you think. You know how when people, I know it has an actual name and I don't know, but when someone has a fear of speaking or a fear of spiders, so it's not so much of those kind of things. It's like, they really did the research. They picked out the ones that you don't hear about too often. Okay. But it was more traumatic, you know? Huh. And yeah, and I, I, I watched this with, with my husband, and he's not a fan of anthology um, movies, but he really loved this one. Interesting. Which was, yeah, which was really surprising as, as well, because usually he's like, I don't like it. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> so, does he does he say it like that? No. <laughs> I don't like it. Maybe. I, but I, I don't like it. I hope I he like does. It. I hope he does. Gosh, I hope he's not listening. But yeah, but basically, um, it, it was really well made. I love the cinematography. Even the, the opening credits, it's just really cool. It's really cool, and it has like a great soundtrack. And, oh my God, I just totally messed up with our question from Megan. Macy Gray is in this. Singer Macy Gray. Oh. And what's crazy is, you know, I've seen her act before, but I've never seen her act like this before. She's of terrifying. Course. Oh, I know. Training Day is not a horror movie. Well, it's kind of a horror movie. Yeah, but not real really. life horror. <laughs> She's an actress. <laughs> but yeah, she did an awesome job. Her character is very creepy and she will forever live rent-free in, in my head. Just some of the things that she did. Like, there was just something off about. Even before she actually did anything horrible, it, it's just... Oh, dang. Yeah, I don't... Okay, I, I don't want to spoil it. But, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And it was just really nice seeing... Um, there's a new director. So, for two of the directors, it was their first feature. And then with some of the other directors, you know, it was just great just seeing them again. And, um... Yeah, like, again, if, if you like horror anthology or you're just looking for something new to watch, um, it's on Hulu. And I've been trying to, like, watch more stuff on Hulu because I don't really feel like I'm always on there. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's what I checked out. I feel like this is the month to watch Hulu because they do Huluween. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you watch it. Like, if you watch it on Roku, because that's where I primarily watch Hulu, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to take effect but if you go like online and go to the huluween portal they've got ulu it's like hulu in reverse but haunting the huluween page it's like this green Ooh. green ghost lady that like pops up in the sounds and i love a good halloween spooky theme so love it it, it amuses me 
Uh, so yeah, I totally digressed. Um, I watched Halloween 2018 on Amazon mm -hmm. because clearly, uh, I needed a little refresher for next week. Uh, Halloween yeah. Kills is coming out. And if, uh, somehow you don't know what Halloween 2018 is about, uh, Lori Strode confronts her longtime enemy, Michael Myers, who, uh, escapes from you know, Smith's Grove and begins his rampage and killing spree in Haddonfield all over again. I have to admit that I don't love this one as much as a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I basically, I have, I'm not as fond of the framing device. Like I don't really like the podcasters as a means of his escape. And I don't like uh, a certain third act character reveal. But other than those two things, like everything in the middle, everything that's related to Haddonfield and the Strode family and like the, the actual kills. I love, I love that stuff. So I'm hoping that Halloween kills is going to be like the empire strikes back of the trilogy. We've gotten, mm. we've gotten him out. He's on a rampage. Let's get to the stuff that really, really worked well for me. Cause obviously your mileage varies, but I just like, let's, let's get to that madness and I'm excited. So yeah. Nice. See the podcasters as a plot device didn't bother me because of the proliferation of true crime podcasting. I totally understand that in a world where Michael Myers exists, that there would suddenly be podcasters going after him in this day and age. But like, it's more the personification of said podcasters. Yeah. Like, first of all, you're not going to use a task cam with a dead cat on the end of it to pick up the audio that they're picking up. <laughs> so that's just me nitpicking. Yeah, like me nitpicking. I mean, I didn't have those kind of nitpicks, but I did. It's like these these people. What kind of podcasting money do they have? Like, good yeah. grief! Let me drop three grand to bribe her, and it just felt like a really kind of odd way to like get to the breaking out. Yeah, I didn't like that device. That was weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like that the using them as a device to get him out and reunite him with his mask was a little odd for me. Yeah. Um but again, it's like that's not really what the meat of the story is and the meat of the story is fantastic. So, you know, we can we can drop all this and get straight to the kill. It's in the title, Halloween Kills. I just want to see him kill. And then Laurie Strode. Well, by the, and, by and the trailer, it looks like he kills he a kills lot. He kills a lot. Yeah. And, and I am very fond. Uh, I'm really hoping the three generations of Strode women, you know, kick his ass. And so I'm pumped. Clearly, I'm pumped. So, so you two can probably clarify this for me or maybe some listeners. Is it is it streaming straight on Peacock? It's going to go to, well, the premium. You have mm -hmm. to have a premium. Oh, if you have the yeah. premium Peacock account. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hmm. So. Might be worth upgrading to Peacock for that. Yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah. If you, you want another think... streaming. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Do you guys think that there's going to be a third one? Yeah. There is. They already it's Halloween Dies. It. They already announced it. Oh, is it Dies? Why it. did I think it was Halloween Ends? Oh, I oh. thought it was Halloween Dies. I don't know where Maybe it I is been. Halloween Ends. <laughs> I thought it was, was Halloween. Zena, how have I heard that there's going to be a third one? I don't know. Okay. Maybe it is Halloween ends. I thought it was Halloween dies. It's Maybe ha I said. It's Halloween ends. Oh, okay. Halloween dies sounds better. No. It, it, I don't want Halloween to die. I just wanted to wrap up for the time being because Halloween is forever. Well, dies is subjective. You don't know who dies. 
Lots of people die. But you're s- Halloween dies? No, Halloween yeah. kills. Maybe in Haddonfield Halloween it does, and then it becomes like the town that's afraid of Halloween, which is a co-op of just another horror movie. Either way, <laughs> that'll be next year. I'm pretty sure it's 2022, I think, is when it's supposed to come out. Mm. Um. So, yeah, and then I watched Alone in the Dark, the 1982 movie, not the... Not the Christian Slater terror movie. Not the UA Bowl movie, <laughs> no. Uh, the good one from 1982 that Scream Factory oh fi- finally put out on Blu-ray. I'm very, yeah... I told a side story about this movie. I was watching it. I finally busted into my Scream Factory Blue. And I was watching it. And then I got up for a second to throw away, like, snack wrappers, right? And then the TV cuts off. And I am, like, freaking out thinking that... Because I was watching it on my PlayStation 4. And I thought that the PlayStation 4 died because it would not turn on at all. And I'm like, did I... Did I... Did it blow up? I've had it for a while. What the heck happened? Did you have the deaf ring? I hate when that happens. It wouldn't even turn on. Like, everything Ooh. else in the vicinity was fine, and I couldn't figure it out. Do you know what happens? This is what happens it when you sleeps. own mischievous cats. They <laughs> oh. walked behind the TV and knocked the power cord loose, but it didn't fully fall mm. out until later. So it was like I, I didn't connect them at all because it's like the cat had long vacated from behind the TV. So, you know, <laughs> cats, cats, man. Um, they're evil. They're, they're trouble. At least mine are. Um, but yeah, so if you don't know what Alone in the Dark is, uh, a quartet of murderous psychopaths break out of a mental hospital during a power blackout and lay siege to their doctor's house. It is uh, directed by Jack Shoulder. He's uh, the director from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and The Hidden. Uh, And it's got quite a cast. It stars Donald Pleasance. He is the uh, mental hospital facility's head doctor. And then Jack Palance and Martin Landau are two of the escapees. They are stuck on the third floor, the high security, because they're, you know, there's extreme psychopaths. But all it takes is a blackout to, you know, turn the locks off and they go wandering. But it is really oh, no. fun. I do love that it's your high caliber actors play two of the, the psychopaths. And uh, it's kind of like hard to classify. I think you kind of classify this as a slasher, but then it turns into a home invasion and it's got a few tricks up its sleeves. But it's a it's a really good one. And it's, you know... Story by Bob Shea, two years before Nightmare on Elm Street. So Lynn Shea does play uh, a crazy person who's pretending to be the receptionist when the actual doctor first walks in. It's great. It's a good one. She's so great. Yeah. So it's a really good one. Nice. I've been very, very busy, as I've been very, very busy for the last two months since the 31 Days of Horror officially kicked off on Creepy, shameless plug, that I will move on past after this. Uh, two stories every day in the month of October. Anyway. Toot it. Toot the horn. <laughs> toot, toot. I, I, I did. Toot, toot. toot. <laughs> too, too tired. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> um, But I've been... My, now, this is officially the time of year where my wife's, like, really into horror. So she's like, now we have to watch horror movies. Like, we'll watch stuff like... Th- through the year we watch like we ran and watched like jaws three or something like last week and we watched lost boys and evidently deep rising is now available i think on tubi good times um, i immediately thought megan i'm like i should watch deep rising it's been a long time you should 
<laughs> and I did. Yes. And and I'm not talking about it right now because I'm talking about new movies. Okay. Well, not new movies, I suppose. One new movie that I recently finally saw that had been oh, sitting okay. in my queue forever. 2020's Freaky on HBO. Yeah. After swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. Again, doesn't do a great job of actually summing up what happens. So this, so you two are going to have to help me out with this one because I did no research. This is from the creators or writers of Happy Death Day, right? Director. Well, right? Writers, um, Michael Kennedy, and I think he co-wrote possibly with Christopher Landon. Yeah. Okay, because it totally makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. The feel of it. Like, it's like, oh, absolutely. That's the same universe. Like, I get this. <laughs> sure. Uh, Vince Vaughn is so funny in this movie. Like, I kind of, because anyone who's seen Vince Vaughn in movies before, with very few exceptions, when he's had, like, he had a couple of horror movie Wrote like Psycho and this one was it Disturbing Behavior or The Stepfather or something like that where oh um, evil um what's it name what is called anyway he was in Jurassic uh, Park three he was in no two was it two he, yeah he was a conservationist who like takes the bullets out of the hunter's gun uh he's just, he's a very funny guy and he does even I figured he'd do fine. But there was definitely some scenes like in the bathroom where I was just, both me and my wife were like cracking up. Like he does a very good job. Um, but what I couldn't help notice was just the overall campiness to it. So to me, this felt like I was watching like a 1980s slasher movie, just a lot prettier. Like because of like it's very campy to start. Like the kills are super, super campy over the top silly but like just the general expositional characterization like dump and kind of setup so it's like okay well i know who's gonna die in the first 20 minutes of this movie like it's there's not i didn't feel maybe it's me i didn't feel any twists and turns and not that i didn't enjoy it i loved it i thought it was a great movie but it felt very it felt more like a formulaic slasher to me like from the 80s and by the look on megan's face we clearly had different experiences watching this movie. Well, no, I'm just like, I'm confused. You lost me at, you know, who's going to die in the first 20 minutes. But the first 20 minutes is like, isn't that all one big opening kill scene? They all died. Oh, yeah. okay. I, well, the, the first, it was like 10 minutes and then 10 minutes in school. And within her being in school for about 10 minutes. Yeah. I guess so. But then do you need like twists though? No, I don't. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. I loved it. Okay, that's what I'm like. I'm like, not sure I'm understanding. Okay. No, no, I loved it. It was, it was, it's, it was very formulaic, like a classic slasher. Okay. Like there aren't, there weren't twists. I mean, maybe you could consider there to be a twist, which I'm not going to get into. It's a straightforward slasher that's all about it, the the yes. the conceit of it, not the actual it, it, murder exactly. mystery. Exactly. And the acting, and there's a there's an amazingly hilarious scene in the back of a car towards the end of the movie where actually, I don't know the name of the actor, but it's the actor who's acting opposite Vince Vaughn is freaking hilarious. Like I didn't think anything of this, of this kid until that scene. Isn't it the sweetest though? (laughs) It's well, even before it gets to the sweetest part, which again, not spoiling, go watch it in HBO. 
he's just like his delivery is just super funny like he's just it's like a great performance I think, I think the line delivery for all of them across the board is really great the the two best friends are hilarious uh Vince yeah. Vaughn is like the scene stealer obviously because he's basically playing a teenage girl trapped in a yeah. middle-aged man's body so he gets a lot of the stuff to shine but like Catherine Newton playing a psychotic middle-aged man trapped in a teen girl's body is also very funny. I did enjoy that because they do play that up quite a bit too. Like more than you would necessarily think was going to happen. So they do definitely just get into also the gender differences between body types and serial killers. Freaky Friday Um, meets Friday the 13th. Exactly. It's very fun watch. Totally worth it. Great Halloween material or anytime, especially if you like a good horror comedy. And then I completely switched gears and I watched 1991's People Under the Stairs, which is available on Peacock. Because I haven't seen this in, I don't even know how long. And this is a horrible IMDb description of what happens for those of you who haven't seen People Under the Stairs. This is just me not doing more research because I'm super busy. Two adults and a juvenile break into a house occupied by... See, it's stealing the conceit of the movie, too. Okay. Some people break into a house to steal gold to make rent and pay for surgery. And what happens in the house is super messed up. Yes. Good job. <laughs> there, there you go. That's what I should have just written and delivered. But I was reading this. I'm like, this. the IMDb description literally gives away, like, reveals. Like a major shocking and, moment. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, this is a 1991 movie. So if you haven't seen it. But at the same time, it's also a really good movie. Yeah, it is. Like, I I don't, I remember being way more scared of this when I was younger, which obviously makes sense with most movies. I don't remember it being as campy uh, as, it, as it is. Yeah, I don't, I, I made my dad take me to see this in theaters. And what? Yeah. And I, I, he might have wanted to because if he really didn't want to, he'd be like, no, we're, we're just going to rent it. But I have fond memories of this because I remember coming out. This is when I lived uh, as a kid near Chicago. So it actually snowed. Oh. And so coming out of the theater and it was snowing and I'm like, this movie is <laughs> magical. But I also wow. remember being very, very sad about one particular character which i will not mention because sure that's understandable so for me it was like obviously you see more of the humor when you get older but there's there's still some good horror there too there is some good horror and and all of a sudden a gimp suit comes out of nowhere and yeah what is going on here which is also a thing that does not make a sense to a child no no I always found this movie funny as as a kid and, and even as an adult. Um, it used to just brighten my day. Um, and I remember just always rewatching it because there's just so much to love about it. Yeah. You know, you have one kid that's in the walls. You have a leather suit, leather daddy, you know. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff. And especially when he was like, going to kill you. And it's just like, whoa, you know. I don't know. Maybe I, I was a, a weird kid. But I don't know. It was just one of those movies that you would put on when company would come over. There's such a great delivery in it. I'm just going to leave them to the people under the stairs. <laughs> like there's like this pause in his line where he delivers the title. Oh, <laughs> like, oh God. Uh, yeah. Th- I mean, this is, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very campy 
funny movie that does, you know, touches on messages of mm-hmm. gentrification and poverty and 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 race disparities and all these other things on top of some pretty horrific scenarios, really, when you think about it. So and then I t- and then, you know, after that, I watched Lost Boys and Critters. I think all the Critters movies are on Pluto right now. But I can't get into all those. I'm literally going to have to pick like two a week. And I already know which one I'm going to talk about next week that I haven't seen yet. But I'm going to see on Wednesday that Zena's going to tell everyone to go watch on Wednesday. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we'll yeah. talk about that later. Kay. First up, what did we watch and how did we watch it? I watched Bingo Hell on Amazon Prime and Phobias on Hulu. I rented Halloween 2018 on Amazon and watched Alone in the Dark 1982 on Blu-ray. And I watched Freaky, 2020's Freaky on HBO and 1991's People Under the Stairs on Peacock. Enough about what we've been watching this week. Time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Not a whole lot exciting this week. I know, uh, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to make you listen to me ramble about stuff that amuses me. Tell us. <laughs> uh, so I, this isn't like big news, obviously, but it, it, it amused me because I didn't even know this thing existed until the trailer dropped this week. Uh, the CW's slasher inspired reality series Killer Camp returns for a second season. I didn't even know that there yeah. was a first season. Uh, I never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, but it it's, it's. It's a CW. It's a CW. I didn't know Supernatural had like 19 seasons either. I mean, I did that. I knew that. I actually, I mean, that was going on since 2005. So I, Ugh. yeah. Um, 13 campers and one of them is a killer is the basic concept for this uh, reality series. So after originally airing in the UK in 2019, uh, the 80s slasher inspired reality series Killer Camp made its way onto the CW here in the US last year and season two is on its way. Killer Camp is a twisted version of a reality show created as an homage to campy, the word of the day, uh, 80s horror flicks. The new season produced by the CW this time around premieres on October 10th. The debut episode is titled A Smashing Sequel. Uh, Yeah. And in this reality show with a brutal horror twist, 13 new campers arrive at Camp Pleasant, excited and ready for fun, but are quickly reminded by host camp counselor Bobby that not everyone will survive. After all, one of them is a killer who will engage the help of homicidal handyman Bruce to kill their friends one by one. The campmates are immediately thrown into several challenges, including a hilarious walk across a slippery pole to bank cash for their prize fund and a duel with bloody arrows to win immunity. All the while, a killer among them tries to sabotage the game. Bromances blossom, a risky love triangle forms, and one camper is ultimately sent into the woods to die in a deliciously fun way. I watched the trailer, and it does look like, what if MTV did a horror slasher spin on Survivor? Uh, Which means that it looks like it's probably going to test my patience with some of these contestants. But I, (laughs) I love... I love the idea of a horror-themed reality show. I think... I know Xena and I had talked about loving Scream Queens, even though there was mm-hmm. some drama, especially in that second Fear season. on MTV. Uh, what, I think it was VH1. Yeah. but I thought it was originally MTV. Oh, maybe you're right. Murder uh, in Small Town X, which nobody but me saw. See, for yeah. For like, season it was MTV on. had some... Yeah, but I like the idea of, like, paranoia. You know that there's a killer among you. It's like the mm-hmm. thing meets a slasher. 
So I might check it out, but we'll see. I like the idea. Uh, and uh, smaller, but no less fun news. Elvira joins forces with Netflix for Netflix and Chills celebration. Uh, yeah. so- oh, that's right. I watched Elvira this weekend, too. I watched uh, House on Haunted Hill on uh, Elvira's special on Shudder. Did you? Except, I've, yeah, but I've watched House on Haunted Hill before, but at least shout out to Elvira. She didn't, she hasn't missed a beat. No. <laughs> She's so the exact still. same Elvira. Yeah. Give her a third movie. Yeah. So fresh <laughs> off of her horror hosting on Shudder, as John just mentioned, uh, Netflix have enlisted, they've enlisted the help of Elvira for their Halloween programming this year. They explain, uh, join Elvira, the Mistress of the Dark, every Sunday of October on Netflix's social channels for your weekly Netflix and Chills prescription. The streaming service teased to use uh, hashtag Elvira, hashtag Dr. Elvira, and hashtag spelled out Dr. Elvira, along with Netflix and Chills for a special surprise. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe it's just a cute social interaction. But uh, they do have a very packed lineup this uh, month. And the first Sunday, obviously, of October was yesterday. And you look at Netflix socials and there is a really cute video of her as a doctor Mm -hmm. prescribing horror movies to watch on Netflix throughout (laughs) the week. It's really cute, especially if you're a fan of Elvira. So, yeah, between Shudder and uh netflix and then she just released uh yours cruelly elvira a mystery uh mistress of the dark memoir like there's a lot of elvira for her 40th anniversary and it's not the last that we'll hear of her on this episode uh m night Shyamalan producing mystery thriller uh vanishing at vanishings at caddo lake so he's got a few projects up at the uh He's got a few projects in the works, but he will be producing this thriller that uh, will be written by and directed by Sealine Held and Logan George. The plot revolves around an eight-year-old girl who mysteriously vanishes at on Caddo Lake. A series of past deaths and disappearances begin to link together, forever altering a broken family's history. The cast includes Dylan O'Brien, Eliza Scanlon, Lauren Ambrose, Eric Lang, Sam Hennings, and Diana Hopper. So uh, he was inspired because I don't know if either of you have watched Servant. He produced Servant. And, no. Yeah, no, I it didn't is, finish it. It is such a good show. It's such a weird show that's like kind of Shyamalan, but not because he's only producing. It's fully like Tony Baskelup series. So yeah, I think he it's, that clearly inspired him to branch out as well as directing. So that could be very exciting. I do love the cast. Uh, and then it, finally, if you want me to help you spend your money for uh, Halloween, <laughs> NECA is here. Uh, they are celebrating their Monster Madness all October. Last month, they teased Monster Madness, which was so vague, you weren't sure what that meant. Probably meant like a one-off weekend event or something. No, they're, it's all month long. So Monster Madness will feature monstrous new reveals every single day for the month of October. NECA, yeah, the reveals are going to be made on their social accounts or have been. And, uh, and yeah, every night is like some really cool toy or collectible. So the very first one on October 1st was a 40th anniversary Elvira figure that looked pretty cool. Uh, the second was a Herbert West figure, and uh, Demona from the Gargoyles cartoon was the third. So, yeah, every single day, new 
toys and collectibles from NECA. Yeah. Nice. See? More Elvira. All right, listeners, your turn. Want more Elvira in all aspects of your life? Want more horror in your reality? But not like not like the real horror in reality, but like our fun kind of horror in reality? Let's hear about it. <laughs> number is 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes. Or feel free to email us at bdisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zine is going to make all our lives easier in this sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's happening soon that we should be watching. So, Zina, what should we be watching? Bloody Disgusting TV. I have to mention it first. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, and it's also available at bloodydisgusting.tv. So, we have a lot of movies and series coming out. Yay. Oh, and I finished Midnight Mass. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Go watch it. <laughs> How okay, did I see, watch all this stuff? Reminder, Midnight Mass is available on Netflix. So there you go. That's that's another show to add, which I didn't even start. I know. It's, it's, I it's know. Jam-packed this month. Yeah. Yeah. The Haunting of Hill House. I didn't watch that until like a year later because they're hour long episodes. And that's just a, it's a big commitment. <laughs> but if you, if you need background noise yeah. that you suddenly turn into every, all your attention. <laughs> perfect. True. Okay, so first, coming out Tuesday the 5th, The Night House will be available on VOD. This movie rocks so hard. Check it out. Also, Escape the Undertaker. It's the interactive, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. It'll be available on Netflix. So that's just Tuesday. Just Tuesday. Holy heck. Wednesday, we have two movies. First one, VHS 94 will be available on Shudder. I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Okay, so, and yeah, all right. Okay, moving on. I'm sorry, I just wanted to sing. Then we also have There's Someone Inside Your House. It will be coming on Netflix. We spoke about this one as well. But after moving to live with her grandma in Hawaii, a teenager must confront her past after fellow students at her school are murdered. It also has like a really cool looking poster too. Then Friday, the 8th, Joe Bob's Halloween Hoedown will be available on Shutter. Uh, this will premiere at 9 p.m. Eastern on um, Shutter TV. And also Halloween Kills director David Gordon Green and Jason Blum will be guest stars. So just in case if what you're if, curious. What if I jump the gun? I watched Halloween 2018, but watch them play that. Those are no. the guests. No, you could watch it again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe okay um (laughs) then we have i'm probably gonna say it wrong madras 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 thank you um spanish 101 on amazon a mexican-american couple expecting their first child relocate to a migrant farming community in the 1970s california when his wife begins to experience strange symptoms and terrifying visions she tries to determine if it's related to a legendary curse or something more horrifying so that one actually sounds super interesting it's also a part of the welcome to blumhouse and this is another welcome to blumhouse it's called the manor and this will be available on amazon prime after suffering a stroke judith moves into a historic nursing home where she begins to suspect something supernatural is preying on the residents in order to escape she'll need to convince everyone around her that she doesn't actually belong there at all Jill Larson is also in this. Uh, she played Opal in All My Children. My grandma used to watch that series, so that's how I know. <laughs> and also um, Deborah Logan in The Taking of Deborah Logan. Hmm. It, it, it's a really awesome cast of people in that one. 
Then we also have from A24, it comes Lamb. It'll be available in theaters. A childless couple discovers a strange and unnatural newborn in their sheep barn. They decide to raise her as their own, but sinister forces are determined to return the creature to the wilderness that birthed her. Lamb baby. And it's then, so cute. Lamb baby. The lamb baby it is, is the really lamb baby. <laughs> no, I'm and last, it's adorable. And last, we have the Taiwanese supernatural psychological horror, Detention. It will be available in limited theaters. Set in 1962, two teens get trapped inside a haunted high school at night. Cool thing to note about this one, it's actually based off of a video game with the same name. And hmm. there are some other movies that I did leave out because I'm trying to be mindful of our time, guys. I care about you all. So thank you. <laughs> we care about you too, Xena. All right, that's a Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own site, realqueen4.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly Horror Nation podcast, Creepy, which is daily until November. It's crazy. So, yes, it is. Don't forget to hit subscribe <laughs> on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or on Facebook at The Bloody Disgusting Podcast, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, check us out on Patreon.com slash BeDisgustingPod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.